So, welcome to No Shame. This week we have Lex Griffin on. Lex is the Swiss Army Knight of people. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to say. He is the the first man to be to be represented representing Gym Shark. Yeah, the first ever Gym Shark yeah. athlete. Yeah, yeah. So the guy yeah. that's seen Gym Shark grow from we're gonna talk about that as well. Grow yeah. from absolutely zero to 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 what it is now. Yeah. Like, man, I'm dying to hear that story. You, yeah. know? Uh, you have your own podcast. You're, you're a bodybuilder. Well, yeah. You're a handsome man. You're a pirate on the side. <laughs> he has the man I'm has drink enough rum to be a pirate. He has an all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Black, black yeah, rum or ginger rum. Oh, dark spiced. Dark spiced. Yeah, I can't yeah. drink dark. I'm a little bit of a, a ginger spice man myself. Oh. And Kraken, I like. Kraken. Kraken no, rum. Captain Morgan. Tell you what I did get for my birthday. One of the lads from uh, Black Country Barbell in um, near Birmingham Way. Shout out to those boys who are doing it. Um, bought me a, a Ron Jeremy rum. Oh. <laughs> and I like, they got it as a joke. And it's 47% dude this stuff I thought it was like a bit of a gimmick we tried it smoothest thing you'll ever drink really dude, you know when you drink something and you wait for that burn on yeah. the back you th no burn and it smooth. Doesn't hit you. I don't I'll bring it over next time I think I'll I don't think it. I've ever drank anything that, that, that was like that and it didn't burn me it, I'm a little delicate Jeremy rum. I drink Mickey Finns and I'm getting and I'm in bits so how's things with you how's life yeah good man so we're over uh, here at SBG Charlestown um, Roddy's place, yeah. Which Roddy's place, which obviously thanks to them for hooking me up with you. Cool, Big shout, out. yeah. And um, so we're over filming some Street Fight Survival series for the YouTube channel. Deadly. So this is the idea is we're taking what you learn in an MMA class, a boxing class, a tie class, um, or from instructors, and showing how it translates into the real world in terms of being able to handle yourself in a troublesome situation. Uh, not creating the situations, but being able to diffuse them. So uh, we're, we're taking instructors who are specialized in, in each, each categories and, um, and putting them in a common situation you might find yourself in, in like a bar if things go south or you know schoolyard bullying and things like that and giving people the options to be able to get away and get out and keep themselves nice and safe. Yeah, and great yeah it's done really well, man. So. Um, we launched that about six months ago and it's already, we've done like six or seven videos. I think we've had like seven million views on just those videos alone. Just ten videos alone? Yeah, yeah. And um, as you mentioned it there as bullying as well. So it's... Um, Anti-bullying. Anti-bullying. It's, it's giving people confidence. That's the one I've seen, I think. Um, you had five techniques for the street. Yeah. Um, I don't know, we've done a few. Defence. Yeah, so yeah. Fact, common common scenarios, that yeah, for street defence. Um so it's like if you're getting cornered, if you're in a bar, um, if someone comes up from behind, you know, there's things like that. It's important, this is Yeah. It? Well, I say it's as important as like um, CPR. It's important as being able to... Um, breathe. Put somebody in a recovery <laughs> position, you know what I mean? Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like boxing yeah, and all of these that things that we know. do. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time it's like showing somebody, even show, like a lot of the things that we do is, the whole idea obviously is to not get fully involved in a fight yes. it's to just show somebody you know what you're doing leave me alone you know and uh, so it's nice little things like teeps to the knee and stuff like that little things that let people know but then if they keep coming you've got something else and we're giving people uh, stage by stage like build ups through the series so we're going to build on everything we do slowly so eventually everyone will have something for any scenario hopefully and the idea being is you're confident enough in yourself and your ability to deal with situations that you don't have to put yourselves in them and are you kind of um, approaching it in a way of like the, trying to find the most effective stuff um, yeah, and yeah. the most um, 
because when it comes to self-defense um, it's been a while since I did it but a lot of stuff I would teach would be self-defense kind of wise in a way like like I teach a lot of the teens classes like like how to put just put your hands up and people don't like, know yeah. simple stuff you know don't like, duck your head when you're coming in you know yeah. things like that keeping your eyes on, on what's coming keeping being aware of your surroundings all that kind of stuff you know Some things that people forget in the moment because they panic yeah. what we're trying to do is take away that panic and you take away the panic you often take away the brawl because people know how to react know how to get into a, a uh, out of a, a dangerous situation into a better defensive situation and that often puts the attacker off a lot of the time because a lot of time it's just bullying and in terms yeah. of someone's bigger and the moment that they can see that someone's nervous with them then they use that to keep going forward but the moment somebody goes you know gives them a little bit of a hang on a minute mate you know we do I'm explain not, this as um, a predator or a prey in a way so um, you, you can kind of give away you can give off that like um, that sense or that like, kind of energy if you must yeah, um, massively. Any time anytime when you talks in schools or, or anything like that, I, I try to explain yeah. the idea about that. And it's when you say it, some of them are like, oh, that actually uh, makes sense. Because yeah. if you are so like, um, like meerkat-y, so you're like, yeah, you're, you know. Right. And I, I was like that as a kid, yeah. man. Like, I, I couldn't, <clears throat> it's funny because as a kid, I never wanted to fight, never. Like, I would do anything to not fight. Didn't get into like schoolyard tiffs nothing um the times when people did want to fight just apologize and go oh, no i don't want to okay and people would call you soft or whatever i didn't care yeah. i just did not want to get in fights it wasn't in me like the only time i got in fights was where i would like it was weird so bearing in mind i never did actively create anything there were points where someone would do something that would just flip a switch in me and it was one was at a football game and i like went i'd like I don't even remember what happened all I remember Very is the rage. first slow motion headbutt that I, I threw yeah it's like <laughs> going through the dude yeah I remember and I just remember looking around in slow scene everyone in slow motion going did you see that <laughs> and uh, so uh, that was my first real like uh, there was a Sunday league football match and I'm so competitive like in sports I've loved sports that was where my focus was and uh, we, I'd, I was in I was a goalkeeper and I'd worked my ass off that game you know to not we lost but I'd made it less of a loss than it should have been mm. by throwing myself around all over and trying hard and, and one of the kids just didn't care if you were to ask me to guess what position you play in football, I would have said goalkeeper. Oh, really? Yeah. I played them all. I went all the way up the field and back oh, down really? again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, do you th what, th what price is the goalkeeper? That I could, I had a good jump on me. Yeah, and I didn't mean throwing my body at stuff. This is what it is. Most people it. won't do it. I was like that too. Yeah. I used to play goalkeeper as well. And you see people, they don't dive, do they? They kind of fall well, into it. Yeah. I had launch. Oh, I used to look, Dude. yeah. And it, there was always that, uh, that, that mad kid, wasn't there? Like, that kid <laughs> that was like, oh, no, I'll do it. Uh, yeah. And you'd yeah, see yeah. him and he'd be scratched to death on his leg yeah. and stuff like that. And he'd be like, just getting involved. I saved I, it, didn't we? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because that was your job, wasn't it? And when it's sports and it was a matter between winning and losing, I was competitive. A real combat. I got kicked. <laughs> I got kicked square in the face because I replaced. Because you know when you slide in, and it's at their feet. Yeah, yeah. And I grabbed the ball and then drew it into my chest and obviously left my face where the ball was. And the guy followed through with the swing straight into my kisser. Boom. And I spent the rest of the game swilling blood out my mouth with a bottle, a litre bottle of water next to the goalpost. I didn't go. I refused to go off. Oh, you absolutely. <laughs> because I just wanted to. I just wanted to play the sport, you know. Sport at yeah. that age, sport is is crazy it. competitive, isn't it? But um, and, but this is what I think. What the difference now? Like we had like that was my like when I was younger. Sport, sport, sport. I did everything. If if my joints could handle it, I did it. <laughs> that is it. Now kids aren't getting this anymore. Like in in England now, P uh, like sports is not even. Uh, 
it's like secondary on the list of stuff they've got to do. Like they don't get taken swimming anymore once a week like we used to. That's the only reason I went to school. I think. Yeah, you get <laughs> swimming on afternoon. We're swimming today. Half of the sports things like are reduced down to like every other week mm. or stuff like that, and uh, there's no winning or losing anymore. There's a um, there's a fraid to put competitiveness between yeah. kids, isn't it? Why? There's kind of a fraid in between it, isn't it? Um, I just I don't, don't really, get it. I'm trying to figure it out to be honest, but um, I had a little moment to be self with my own, <laughs> my own son today. Um, we went for a walk like um, up the Hellfire Club. If you ever get a chance, right? You're over here trying to go walk in Irish mountains. It's a it's something like it's like Cumbria or something you're from the north. You're here from beyond the wall, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of up like Cumbria way. Yeah, 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 like the yeah. lakes and all that kind so of stuff like as the, well. The Lake yeah. District, yeah. Um, my girlfriend's family are from the Lake District, ah. actually. Um, but there's a place called the Hellfire Club, and it's amazing. Today it was crispy, and my my, my young lad, there's this petty house on the top. Hellfire of Club. The Hellfire Club. Not the most inviting name in the world, is it? It's absolutely <laughs> the story of it's amazing. So the story is that. Um, uh, the Tudors used to own it right? and it was a hunting lodge back in the day and what they used to do is they used to like bring really rich people to it elegantly yeah. have, have people to, to cook and they would go hunting in the woods and stuff like that but what happened is it turned into a gambling club so um, it turned into a gambling club supposedly the devil appeared there so the story goes that they were sitting around at the, at the table one night and a guy knocked on the door and he said can I come in he was he was well dressed um, kind of looked like you actually <laughs> <laughs> well dressed and he sits down at the table and they're playing cards all night and stuff yeah. like that and he's very suspicious the air about him and one guy drops a card on the ground and supposedly the guy goes down and he sees it and he sees that the guy has a hoof for feet and so nobody's noticed the hoofs nobody before. has noticed the hoofs and when he comes back up the guy is connecting straight into his eye and I, this, there's, a, there's you know one phase yeah, yeah, your yeah. father's stage or your, your, your mother's uh, phase of it whatever which one yeah. but some say that they, the guy dropped dead when he seen the hooves and then others say that when, when he did he got such a shock that the guy got up and he blew into a ball of flame right? supposedly blew half of the building off it was an amazing building right at the top of the uh, so this the, is this this place is at the top of this top of Dublin Mountains yeah and um, the, the building was built from Celtic tombs, stones that were there, that were on Celtic tombs, and they used the stones to build a house. Just ripped up the gravestones. Yeah, so supposedly the house, right? like the house was cursed <laughs> from the start, <laughs> right? So this is a scary, scary, when you're a kid, especially when you... Some balls to be ripping up tombstones oh, to build yeah. a lodge. Back in the day, people didn't care. <laughs> so, yeah, and someone else that was probably out there and was like, you'll be cursed, not me. <laughs> That's the way you believed it. But anyway, we were up there today, and we went and we seen owls. Two owls. I've never seen it in the Mad world. Mad things, aren't they, owls? I know. Mad. My first time to ever seen them in the wild. Oh, yeah? Owls, like, in the wild, just sitting there in a tree. And uh, they, 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 I went up one night and my old, my, my oldest lad didn't come. My little youthful came. Um, he's amazing. He loves it, right? And we go past the woods and there's all these eyes in the wood. And I wouldn't be saying about... For about 30 seconds, I was shitting myself. Right? <laughs> With the headlamp on as yeah. well. They're just oh, eyes. Oh, because they'll flash. Yeah, yeah. They're they're just eyes, eyes looking yeah. out at you. Like, and I'm like... Obviously, it's loads yeah. of deers, right? and they all scarp what they did. But like for 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 a few minutes, I needed. How about owls fly at the car up where we used to live? Like oh, they would swoop down because they're hunting at night, and I used to drive back late, like from work and stuff. Because I used to like when I was coming through doing like all the out of uni and doing fitness. I thought I'd be a PT, but I was doing a PT and I did door work as well. So I was like a doorman and doing that. So I was finishing three, four in the morning. Goes, yeah, for some reason. Yeah, and uh, so when we fly back, you would get the owls would be. Because it's all protected lands up that way where we used to live, which so was up in up, Ribbles Valley. You grew up in the north of England, yeah. So um, mm. would it be right to say the Lake District? Or no, so the, the Lake District is further north than where I was. Okay. So, the, so I was in the Ribble Valley. So we're probably an hour away from. Uh, you call it the Peak District, maybe. Um, my geography is Liverpool? horrendous, mate. About so. an hour and a half from Liverpool, are you? Yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah, because and then the nation's just yeah. two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah, and we used to go up to like Keswick and all those places. Oh, They're beautiful places. Amazing. You can do mountain biking up there and everything. I, I love it. And then that's the thing is, you can go up there. And that's where you want to see kids being. Like, there's a go ape there. There's mountain yes. biking. There's all. There's a jet fighters flying through the goddamn valley <laughs> every day from the RF bases. Test. Really? Yeah, dude, you can hear them coming a mile away. If you climb Helvellyn, you sit halfway up with a cheese and pickle sandwich. Sit on the side and wait long enough. A jet fighter will come past you at some point. It's like, it's a crazy. When you were talking thing. about the jet fighter. Thinking about the sandwich. Cheese and pickle sandwich. How does that work? What? No, oh, you have cheese and pickle. Are you kidding me? Cheese yeah, thank you. Come on, boys. Yeah. Never had cheese You've and pickle. Branston pickle. Oh, tell me, sell this to me. Sell this to me. Soft white bread. A nice smoked <laughs> cheddar cheese. Cheddar cheese. Yeah. Now you're not a chutney, is Chutney, yeah. Chutney. Well, Branston pickle is basically a pickled chutney. Right. Chutney. So it's like a yeah, it's, but it's like a real tangy, pasty kind of stuff. You know, like sweet onions. Those little baby sweet onions oh, you get. Taste a little bit like that, and you put on the top of the cheese with that. You can put some lettuce on if you want to, if you want the green stuff, whatever. And then that closes up with the other bit of the nice white bread. Cut that bad boy in half. Stick it in some foil. Off you go up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, how it yeah. I was thinking of like like. Pickles being shaved. And ah, no, 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 like, no, no. It's like a chutney. Yeah, it's good. Cheese and pickle. Grew up on that when I was a kid. That was my sandwich. How did you get to a stage where you said to yourself, do you know what? Um, I just want to be different. I just don't want to go and do a carpet apprenticeship. Oh, never. never. No. So, this, yeah. Well, this leads me into the thing is like, so as a kid, sports, sports, <laughs> You probably sports, went and did a carpet apprenticeship watching snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. My mum told me when I was little, if I got cranky, she used to send me out on a run and I'd come back happy. Oh. Yeah, so this is obviously it was in me to like if I was not doing something physical. So I'm very good like that. Like if you give me something physical to do, I can pick it up relatively quickly. Like at eight or something, I got like taken skiing in the Rockies in America because we were on like some, my mum did like a, she studied in America for a year and because she had me at the time, luckily I got to go out with her and we lived in Tennessee, which I now realize is a real like, yeehaw kind of <laughs> yeah. place. I didn't know at the time, it was just in America, but we went to the Rockies and I got the chance to go in this like, ski school and it took me a day to learn how to ski down this bloody mountain at eight years old and my mum like she said I went up with the school and then the school came back and I wasn't with them well it's because after about two runs down with the school I got bored stayed on the ski lift and went right to the top on my own <laughs> and she said there was just this dot she was asking people at the bottom of the mountain like have you seen a little boy and I was wearing this like black and at the time it was like a hot pink and black <laughs> like ski suit thing because hot pink was in because it was like yeah. the Miami colours and uh, no no not seen this but she's thinking I've like disappeared somewhere oh, and eventually she said this little dot just started coming down the mountain and just got bigger and bigger and bigger and it was me I just come flying down this mountain with a big smile on my face it was basically what happened was is the school was going too slow for me and doing the same thing too many times because I got it the first time down like doing the snow plow I was like yep yeah, got it and we got to the top and I'm like right what's next and they're like and snow plow down again I was like Mm, all right and third, <laughs> third, third time get to the top okay pizzas you know because he started to do pizza French fry, pizza, French fry. Oh, yeah, that was only so <laughs> Yeah, no, it's the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and she did it again. <laughs> and she was like, uh, pizzas. And I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I went, what is that pizza on thing? So, you have, so you, you, you have your ski side by side. Obviously, you're going fast straight down. Now, if you turn your toes in, like as if you're pigeon toed, obviously it's like a braking mechanism. Oh, really? It makes you go slower. So they, But you can turn by dissipating your weight with your toes turned in so it's called snow ploughing I think they call it or something like that but pizzas yeah uh, anyway I think it's, it's a tummy thing that goes on about when, <laughs> but, when, uh, when the Irish start skiing they start selling on the ski where in uh, Aldi this don't underestimate the power of that little and Aldi shop oh, mate that's what you're saying they got some stuff you can imagine how it was for the, the, the French and Italians and stuff like that to see the Irish clocking <laughs> up to the top of the yoke like what do you do PJ lob yourself off <laughs> you lob yourself off 
<laughs> Love yourself down with the hips, you know what I mean? And then, Champion really? mindset, that's what it is, really? man. But that really? was it. So, like, I was really, like, always into the physical stuff. So, and I was trying to explain this to people because people are like, how do you do this? How do you do that? And I say, listen, everyone has their good and bad traits. I am great at picking something up that's physical. Like, if it interests me, I'll go and do it. But I have the attention span of a cocker spaniel. Like, I'm direct, like, honestly, mate, I'm so bad. Like, I'm, like, almost ADD level bad. Like, and we actually did some uh, tests on me, and I am on a, a, a spectrum that people think ADD is, like, naughty kids running around. But it's like Asperger's. There's a whole thing of it. And um, mine is basically I have this thing called uh, hyper-focus. And it's where you – and it's why I'm late for everything. Everything. Like, uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully be late for my own funeral, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, it's this, so I get focused on something. And when you, you have this, it's a disconnection between the frontal lobe and the rear part of your brain. And it's when you get so focused, you lose all concept of time. So you've got no time management skill whatsoever. So I once spent eight hours looking for the perfect shade of green. Like, and I didn't realize, like, didn't, I didn't know. It's incredible yeah. to explain it because we're a little bit like, we're all probably somewhere on a, a spectrum. When we get focused, when I get focused, I'm just focused, focused. You know what I mean? I stay focused and um, yeah. I literally tunnel vision. I cannot stop. T I cannot think of something else when it comes to like. Uh, so say I have a project on. Say bit when I was building the gym, I couldn't think of anything else. Yeah. Um, when it comes to say a good idea that I have, uh, yeah. like the flow tank. When I put the flow tank over there, with with, with path from from flow house, um, from Schlieb Schlieb. What were you calling Schlieb Bada? She bad. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I think so. We still can't pronounce it. I can't <laughs> pronounce anything over here, mate. <laughs> no. so, yeah, you can say wibbly wobble and I'm like, yeah. The focus part of it is like, that's that. But this you is, need that, don't you? Of course you do, you, man. And to this get is, somewhere. This is it. So it's like, uh, I, with kids and things like that, you've got to give these kids outlets. You've got to give yourself an outlet that you enjoy. The reason you enjoy it is because you can focus on it. The reason you can focus on it is because that's how you set up. I think all people need outlets. Yeah. I, mean, I think everybody needs an outlet because you can see even like, so say, yeah. Um, uh, I read that you're, you're, you said you're probably successful because you figured out that you're extremely motivated. You're like, did I say that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Did. Did I, say what I, yeah. I know uh, I say a lot of things, my brain your comes up Your motivation, you with, said, was, with, a, was a huge mm. key that you had that to your success. Yeah, motivation to do something I enjoyed. I realised early on, um, especially in school, that... They will try, but when I, when I was through school, it was always like, you know, you do you do your core subjects, English, math, science, you know, then you go to university, you go to a red brick university, which I would call them in England, which were the big universities. Okay. This is when like Mets were kind of looked down on, that she's not true anymore at all. Like some of the metropolitan unis now are in their own right amazing and have brought up sports sciences and everything. They've created way more for people to do, so they're fantastic. So I'm glad that that stigma has gone. But you, you were told, you know, you do this, you maths, your science, your English and then you go to university and you study one of the core subjects and that's what gets you to a good job and um, I think some people still follow that like lineage and it's wrong like do what you enjoy and you'll be successful do something you hate you will be bored you will be unmotivated and you'll hate your life and a lot of people I think are stuck in that situation where they're doing something that they hate because they think they should do you think as parents um this, this safety route is what we try to push to our yeah, kids. Yeah, maybe it's a safety route. Yeah, because they think, you know, you do these core things, you're going to get a solid job and you'll be okay. But you're only going to just ever be okay. But isn't the world, like, I, I find it hard to sometimes even give advice to my kids in a way because um, the world's changing so much. Oh, like, yeah. Well, like, this is it, yeah, with we, internet. Right now, it's me being a parent trying to give, um, 
you're only appeared just last week yet so you're going to be ahead again yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. first thing I saw when uh, when Paul came in that's, was it... that's Paul not me oh yeah oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Robin's not having a baby I, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah Paul's uh, Paul's with uh, SBG Charlestown uh, does I don't even know what we would call you Paul does everything you're like the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain that's what you are that is what management, you are just so everyone knows management a faceless profile anymore the Wizard of Oz yeah when he first walked in I just looked at him and went I see you sleeping then <laughs> yeah I'm alright I'm not too bad but as a parent <laughs> it's hard to give advice in a way that um, because the world is changing all the time and it, not only that it's changing yeah. fast now yeah and mad but it, I think we're opening up as much as people like to think that the internet and everything is like keeping kids inside or whatever it's also opening up massive opportunities for people to be creative yeah. and creativity is a huge thing we should be pushing on anyone and everyone like let people try things and the, the thing like the win and lose at school what is that? You have to fail to be successful. Yes. No one has been successful without failure. No. Guaranteed. And, and, and anyone who's anything has failed more times than they've been successful. But that time they got successful was through learning from the failures. This is, what did he say? Right. Um, I mean, I'm not charging you for the, the, the job that I did in 10 minutes. I'm charging you for how I learned 10 yeah, years to this do is 10 it. minutes. Know your value. Know your value. Know your value. No yeah. So say in a time scale, let's use this as a time scale. When you got approached by Gymshark, yeah. So, so, so how did this all come? Oh, out? Yeah. If you so, think about the difference of it now, oh yeah, compared to so it would have been. I've been with them seven and a bit, seven years roughly now. I think it is something like that. Mad, but at the time, so I I had come out of university. I was PTing, working on the doors, and doing MMA. I'd gone to a Thai class just to because some of the lads who were on the doors were like I'd done boxing at uni a little bit but just like you know for fitness and I started lifting a lot of weights at uni and playing a lot of rugby so I was in a decent shape decent nick pretty fit um and I wanted to learn obviously I'm working security on doors in nightclubs um and I thought well it's probably a good idea to learn some self you know something to I can be more confident in these situations and not have to throw hands because I can see that's the thing is like when you can see that somebody else can't fight you know you don't need to fight them because yes. you know the difference and this is what yeah. I mean with all this stuff you have to be able to uh, recognise a trick yeah, yeah exactly exactly and a lot of people really aren't they're just posturing a lot of the time so um, I went to a Thai class with a couple of boys got really into that doing a lot of the pad work and fitness loved it and then it was at the time where cage fighting is what it was you know still known as then. Cage human rage. cock fighting yeah cage rage was the thing cage, cage rage was massive cage, uh, cage warriors um, all that was Bama big was Bama just started a few years later I think yeah got really going and so MMA started to open up and um a shout out to my old coaches, uh, Rob and Mick Sinclair, the two brothers Sinclair in Burnley Sinclair Brothers. But Rob coaches? went on to be the lightweight Bama champion. Yeah, so, but yeah. I think I called one of his fights. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Sinclair, yeah. So, two of the hardest working guys, man. Uh, uh, they deserved thing. way more than they the, than they got notoriety-wise. Like, just a shame that the British scene just didn't allow them Which, time, more. time for a few people was, yeah. was like that, you know? Yeah. Time, was, uh, time was of the essence, for sure. If you were in the right generation, yeah. it was like... But uh, it's a skill, not only were they great fighters, they were great coaches, and that's huge. Because a lot of people can't be coaches. No. They don't, but so to have both sets, and I think they're still very involved now, so they still have their own academies and They'll things, which is great. They'll never leave that. Like, yeah. I, think, I think coaching, uh, to me, someone asked me the other day, like, why do you still coach the beginners, Paddy? And I was like, like we would coach the beginners, pre-beginners class, and I said, because there's these little moments when I show somebody something, and they're like, whoa, and they you get, get that. it again. Yeah. I enjoy it with <laughs> and You them. see that look in their face when they get something. Yeah, I still enjoy that with them. But that's, that's why I'm there. That's why yeah, I stay exactly. here. Yeah, exactly. And this is, um, 
this is still ingrained in me, which is why I've started doing these new, new series, is because of the fact that when I was in this, when I started to do so, so I went to this MMA gym. Um, on the poking of my mate who just kept come on let's go, let's go do it let's go do it yeah yeah I said like, what do I know about Mark I don't do martial arts what are you on about come on come on we'll just go and give it a go give it a go so we went and um, we were doing wrestling which I'd never done before but it was basically we were doing you know taking the back spinning you know when you, you keep your switch. you get chest to back and you yeah. switch size spitch, spin spin switch. move always yeah. back, always yeah. back yeah. and I, was, I had good balance and I was good so I, I picked it up relatively quickly because at that time it was all basics that mattered not like it is now where obviously people are highly skilled um so i picked this up pretty quick and was getting good and they started poking me as so i'm going to have a bit of a, we've got a tournament coming I'm just <laughs> have a fight i'm like no no i'm not a fighter i'm not what i've done because like i said at school i'd never yeah. really got into fights all of that one two times where i'd snapped but it wasn't really me it was like an ex it was this little different person oh, but obviously it was in so me though well. it was yeah. in me so i knew there was this channel so, so they were like go on go on i ended up entering a tournament and it was like one of those old school you fight, you stay, you win, yeah. you stay. And I had like, I think it was like five fights in one day. Yeah, you were on a mat, there was nothing. It was a, yeah. it was like judo mats, I think, what you call it? Is it judo karate mats? Whatever, yeah. where it's just a matted room. Like 25 male jigsaw yeah. things, yeah. And, and you were just put on there and you, uh, you weren't allowed to strike to the head on the floor. Um, or do elbows at the time or anything like that, but you could kick and everything else. Like so, I just literally kicked my because I'd done Thai, and I was against a load of uh, jiu-jitsu guys and wrestlers. I just kicked my way into the finals, <laughs> like, like like and legitimately just that's a way to kicked do it. my way through. <laughs> when it went to the floor, I just just went ground and powered hammer fist, you know, like old school, and uh, ended up winning this bloody tournament, this amateur tournament. Um, in the first few weeks, uh, this was no, I'd, I'd, be, I'd probably been going like. A couple of months about when they That's did it. Really? Yeah, yeah. But obviously, I'd done Thai way yeah. as well. So this is why I kicked my way right the way through. Because <laughs> a lot of these boys, it was back then. There wasn't really that amalgamation of all the things into one class. You were either doing Thai or you were doing yeah. judo. You yeah. know, it was that. So yeah, and that was, <laughs> you know, a lot of the time, the judo guys didn't like getting hit. Well, at the time because they wanted to get to you and okay. they weren't used to getting punched if you see uh, back in the day when we, when we would have been in the match when we would have been going like that as well it would have been you see a guy with three boxing shorts on you look, like, we take him down oh, yeah yeah take that guy down, <laughs> take down. Yeah, stay the shorts told you everything yeah. sometimes yeah. you see a guy with jiu-jitsu shorts on yeah. but again it was a, the people I was around were supportive and it was a community and it was a team so you felt confident going in because this team was telling you you can do this you know and it was big that was big and I'd never had that because I was the oldest boy in the family I only got sisters it was just my mum dad wasn't there so my granddad was my father figure but you know he was my granddad so he's not going to teach me to fight so I never knew it was in me other than until these boys started really you know supporting me and that was what this is why it's all kind of coming full circle so these things you learn through life through the younger years are so important because they stick with you even though you don't yes. know they do and um yeah, so we ended up doing that, winning that that tournament. Couldn't walk for three days afterwards because I kicked so many knees yeah, and elbows. And I just like kicked bone and bone, and I literally couldn't walk for two days. My foot, my feet were like swollen round the ankles. Couldn't flex my feet, nothing. And that's when I learned like, yeah, this is real. Like, Kicking the feet this is nasty. Is real. I kicked the knee before in the same tournament kind of thing you're on about. It's, uh, it's no joke. No joke. It's but no the joke. adrenaline's going. You don't feel it. And when did the um, did, did this progress to the gym show? So. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll go off on tangents, man. This that's is my the brain and my uh, That's what it's all. What brought me on to the What brought me on to the MMA thing? Yeah. What brought me on to the MMA? We, we got doing, on this. So how did so we were doing the Thai thing? Oh yeah, so that was it. So I come out of union doing that, and I was doing this. So this is how I got into the MMA side of it. And anyway, I progressed. I progressed through that whilst kind of starting. I was still lifting. 
So I still had a bodybuilder kind of training style whilst doing the MMA. So I was putting my body through the ringer, like, um, and it was a learning curve. Because at that time as well, there wasn't much nutritional information or too yeah. much. It was a lot of bro dieting, chicken and broccoli to lose weight, all that stuff, whilst just pushing yourself harder in the gym whilst eating less. This <laughs> <laughs> is just crazy. Yeah, we, uh. we'll try and cover a bit of diet stuff later on, just briefly yeah, to help. Absolutely. I just want to blow a couple of myths out of the water before we leave this podcast, just yeah, so course, some man. people don't waste their money on the... Mm, that's course. sold out there by yeah. some people who are just yeah anyway uh, we'll get there we'll, yeah, we'll get, get there, there. <laughs> we'll get there yeah um, so I, I I started to get more into um, the sports side again and the competitive side and I put a lot of into, a lot into the fighting and to skip forward a little bit like a couple of years later I uh, had a, a title fight for a, uh, like a local title thing in uh, Warrington and the referee messed the fight up. Warrington? Yeah, and I was living in Manchester at this point. Um, and uh, so when he messed the fight up, basically I trained eight to ten weeks for this fight because it was a title fight and I was balls deep into the fight at this point. Like, just it was my world. Um, so I was... The fittest I've ever been was was for this this fight. Like I could fight for twenty minutes straight when we were doing the sparring sessions, and I was doing like five minute rounds with a fresh guy every minute. And these boys I was fighting against, some of them were nineteen stone, so that I was fighting big lads. Like so, when I went into fight my weight category, poison fury. It was just yeah, it was it, it was a doddle for me when I was fighting the lighter guys because they couldn't hit half as hard as these yeah. big boys. Because yeah. back then you used to brawl in in. in but it's not like it is now; where it's more oh. controlled. You used to fight every yeah. session. If you had a fight coming up, you fought every. Every, every session at the end for at least half an hour um so you imagine all that effort and that time and and everything you put into it this this referee ended up um, messing up the fight by ending the fight because the guy had um had, had really rocked him early on in the fight with a big knee to the chin and felt him go and in rather than being professional and sensible and finishing with punches in my head every van damme bruce lee movie came flooding back from the man and it was like this is your moment. <laughs> Flying head kick. Whoa. So I set myself up for this monstrous head kick. And in the meantime, where it took me to reminisce about Van Damme movies and set this kick up, he just bull rushed me. Um, and it was a small cage, took me down. And um, he ended up going for a, a, a Kimura. But and you know when you pin your hand to the mat and sit on it? and you just wait him out and try and get out, yeah. yeah. So it was sat there, sat there, and it was about a minute, he's ragging at his arm, and the coaches are going, rip his bloody arm off! And I'm sat there going, he's not taking me arm Please off. Please don't <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Off. And he's fighting and fighting, he's not getting anyway. And then the referee suddenly comes in and stands us up, and I was like, brilliant. Because in those days, if you were in a, a, a position for too long, they'd just stand you up. Yeah. Because the crowd, they wanted the crowd to see a fight. Yeah. So I thought, just hold out a minute, and I'll stand us up. And it did. And so then I turned around to get ready to fight again and see the referee waving the fight off. So I go after the referee in the middle of the king. We've got fans either side of the stand. Ever. No, he said my arm was in a dangerous position for too long. So he stopped the fight. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you don't hear a tap, you don't hear a snap, you don't stop that fight. So it, We didn't even know that rules. That's not even real, is it? No, it's not even real. No, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So imagine now I've had this this eight eight week intensive fight camp. This was my world at this time, like, and it just came crashing. Like all those eight weeks, went, boom, gone, wasted because of this, this silly decision that this guy made. He was basically it was his like he wasn't a seasoned ref, and they put him in, um, and he didn't. He just panicked. He thought that I was going to get hurt, and he stopped the fight. So you know, he had my interest at heart. So I look back. I look back. Happen, but I do hate yeah. seeing people get hurt even more. But in hindsight, had he not done that, I wouldn't be where I am now because of that. I took an offer to go and do some men's health work, um, 
in London because someone had seen me posting some pictures at the time on Instagram and I'd, I'd sent some of the pictures through to uh, an agency in London because my girlfriend at the time had said, do it, just send it through, there's this thing. And they actually rung me up and said, listen, do you want to come down and do this? Do an interview. And then I ended up getting a, shoot, a photo shoot for Men's Health, which I'd like to point out they didn't use because, <laughs> because they said I was unobtainable. Now, I wasn't big at the time. I was just lean. What does that mean? What it means is their sales had gone down. And this is what people need to know about um, magazines like Men's Health. They will adjust their covers to dumb down the physical aspect of things if their sales drop. So unlike in America where they will like elevate people who look great and be like, this is what you want to look like. Look at this guy. He, look, he looks good. Go turn yourself up a notch and try and get to this level. In Britain, we're very much like, ooh, th these physiques on the front of this magazine are a bit much for people. They get they're probably getting put off by it. So what they do is, if you look on Men's Health in in England now, they're in t-shirts on the front of the magazines, and that's to entice people to not be body shamed by looking at someone who's looks good, good yeah, shape. to make them feel bad about themselves. That's why they do it, to sell their magazines to these people, which is just ludicrous. Like, if you're buying a, a health magazine, what are you buying a health magazine for if you're bothered about looking at someone in shape? It's madness. Would you not, not buy a magazine if it annoyed you? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so backwards, but this is what they do. This is what they do. This is what they do. So they still have... That, talk, that would talk yeah. about, like, oh, like, especially all of them, oh, I couldn't talk, I couldn't watch that MMA stuff. I'm like, yeah. what are you saying? Yeah. I'll watch it. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like... But how do you do it? How do you know how to how watch, do you watch cricket? We don't. Eat, oh, I, don't I, I can't watch cricket. <laughs> Boring. Watch cricket. Boring, watch but cricket. some people love it. But I can't watch. I it. Could not watch cricket. Yeah. Um, so well. Back to where we yeah, to, to, yeah. before. I so when the boys the, were printing t-shirts in the, the, the so in well the gym yeah. Show. So he because this so we went down and did this men's health thing and then because we got that men's health the agency at the time said well you really need to make a choice now if you want to do something in fitness and we want to get you work you can't be walking around with looking smashed up from doing the fighting so it's like you would need to not be fighting anymore to come and do these jobs and at the time because I was so disheartened by what had happened. Mm. And because it wasn't earning me money at the time, it was only I was only getting well, paid. Well, you your money now. You know, well, no, <laughs> yeah, this is it. Yeah, well, I was only. I was probably losing money after the training costs and everything. I was probably lost money from the fights. You will, of course. You know people I mean? don't never see that part. So now I was given this opportunity to go in and make money doing things um, that I like doing. So now I got to work out and then get paid to do jobs every so often. That for the time was a lot of money for me, you know, because I get paid like two to four hundred pounds to go and do something for a few hours in like a, a, a Harvey Nichols or go to a shoot and do something which at the time you know I just come out of uni and all that I'm clearing debts so it was a good amount of money it was like a week sometimes you know if we're doing PT at the time it was probably like a good five six days worth of work there for, for a couple hours for a couple hours so I was like right okay cool let's go do that but because I stopped the fighting I need a focus so my focus then became back to the gym so I was like okay so I'm not fighting what can I do so I decided to do like a natural bodybuilding show which was the BNBF at the time and I documented the journey to that and at the time I was watching uh, Matt Ogus and Chris Lovado on YouTube they were big first big guys in America to do um, fitness YouTubing with uh, macro diets and macro diets were where you count your proteins carbs and fats but you can eat what you want as long as you're weighing your food and calculating and hitting your targets which we'll get into later about why you can do but I because I was watching them, I thought, well, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to document my journey for accountability for me. I'm going to make videos, put them up online on my journey through to the bodybuilding stage just so I have a reason to be doing all this because I said I need that focus. And it's I'm 
And so there's a video, you can go and watch it if you can find it somewhere. It's from probably five years ago now, maybe. No, it's got to be longer because I've been with them seven, so it's probably about seven years old. <laughs> God damn time, man. Listen, um, trying to measure time is like trying yeah. to measure bleeding wind or whatever. Well, when you're having fun, it goes fast. Yeah, when you're having fun. They say if you don't know what day of the week it is when you're working, then you're in the right job. Like when you're on holidays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like what day is yeah. it? What day? Yeah, Look if you're asking what day it is, you're doing it right. Yeah. And uh, so the, because I started to do this journey, I was following Matt and the, Chris online. I started dieting for the show doing macros. Now, most people know bodybuilding shows, dieting, chicken and broccoli, looking miserable, wearing a hoodie in the gym with the hood up, staying on a treadmill for an hour at a time. Well, there's none of that with macros because you're so precise on your calorie intake and your breakdown of those calories that you can control your body fat scientifically which is basically calories in versus calories out as a base. And then the breakdown of those calories into supportive macros that encourage your body to maintain muscle mass whilst dropping fat. Um, so there's a video of me a week out from the show having a barbecue, eating sausages, white bread, ketchup, a week out from a bodybuilding show. And so it got quite a lot of notoriety well, at the time because nobody else in the UK was doing this. Or doing if, they, if, they weren't, if they were doing it, they weren't putting it on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and then because of that, um, Gymshark at the time, which was um, Ben and Lewis at the time, it was the two guys who started it, uh, got in contact with me and said, listen, we, uh, we've got this brand, Gymshark, that we're starting. We'd like to send you some vests out to try. Um, let us know your thoughts on them. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. I was like, yeah, cool. Free stuff. Awesome. If I could get a free tub of protein at the time for putting videos, that was one of the reasons I put videos out. I thought, well, maybe someone will give me some free protein <laughs> and I won't have to pay for that. Yeah, you know. Here's a little thought, Reese. In that, that moment of time, seven years ago, you have a company that's absolutely massive and you have a guy that's trying to make it in something that. Oh, no, no, they big. weren't massive. They were printing. No, that's what they're, they're actually massive now. Oh, massive so now. So, say yeah. right now, so at that moment in time, you had a company that were yeah. printing in that back garden. Way, <laughs> yeah, in their conservatories, in the I think. Conservatory, yeah. And they were massive. And yeah. on the other hand, you had the, the leaking of someone that had the dream to go after, had the enthusiasm and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, because there's people out there now that are starting today in their kitchen or starting yeah, do the it. next start. day. Yeah. The biggest thing you can do is start. And I always say to people, the time, the fact that you said seven years, because someone says to come in and say, look, when can I be in the UFC? Uh, and I'm like, have you got seven years? <laughs> yeah. And like, is that yeah. your time frame as well? You say that. that. It, would just, yeah. it just takes the time, you know what I mean? And if you're willing to, like, well, five years, but I'm going to be here every day. Like, yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. give us seven years Put your work in, put your time in, put your competition, put your travelling yeah. in, put your, like, the, the, the gro let, the, let the growth sink into your body yeah. as well. Because yeah. you can just rush too fast, can't you? you can't, yeah, you I still learn, do now. You I have still to learn to absorb now. you do. But that little moment there to be thinking of, that's crazy, because yeah. people will be thinking and listening to well, this now and be like... And here's the thing, is those little things that you might not think much of at the time can become these huge life-changing events. Like, if I hadn't have had like what sometimes what seems to be the worst thing to happen to you at the time like when that fight didn't go my way when all that just got thrown away it was heartbreaking like i didn't leave the house for like two days after i was decimated by it like it because there was so much for me like energy that i put into it it was it, and it, so much so i left fighting because of it for to do something else just because i wanted a break because it put me down that much at the time worst thing in the world but actually the greatest thing that could have happened to me so, so this is what this this is where your failures can become your strengths sometimes. When you met the boys it. the first time, so say the boys that were doing the so, yeah. The the big thing that actually the big thing that made me 
really adhered to them was their, after a couple of weeks of back and forth, they drove up from Birmingham to come and see me, like a good two-hour drive away, you know, to just come and take me out for some food and have a chat. And that was a big thing because the whole premise of when Gymshark came through, one of the big, big, uh, not selling points, it, well, it became a selling point, but it was real. It wasn't a selling point when we did it. It was the fact that we were this little family of, of, of guys that were just wanting to do some cool shit together. Yeah. And we were all like, obviously the boys were building a brand to, to become obviously what it is now. Um, but the essence of it was they were, uh, you know, they wanted to make something cool and the people that they were targeting to do it were people that were just putting content out to help others. That was all we were doing. No one was paying us. We were just putting it out for the love of putting it out. That was it. And it was so you it became... You with the podcast, isn't it? Yeah. You don't get paid and it is. We do no. this because it's just pure banter yeah. and it's cool. And it makes you feel good about doing something worthwhile in your own eyes and you build a community and that I love. That I mean, and that's what I still want now with everything I do. I never want to sell out and be like a lot. The problem is, is everybody... Everybody has to make money to live. But how you go about making that money is how you sleep at night. So are you making money by helping people or are you making money by conning people that enough that you can live with it? Because that's what a lot of people are doing. Like there's a lot of people taking advantage of other people's lack of education in a subject. And that happens throughout everything, not just what I do, Absolutely. but just generally. But if you can do that and sleep at night, then we'll... You know, I'm not. I can't. I can't. I don't understand you. I could. I, lo I love about what, what my life is that um, most of the business that I'm involved in or anything like that is people come to me and be like, "Thank you so much." Like, if I didn't find this, like, I just don't know where I would have been or what I would have yeah. do. What would it? And it's like you get people moving away, and you can see the genuine sadness in them from moving on from something. Yeah. So to me, it's like it's so given well, in a way. I know what you mean. Like, like yeah. say if you owned it, like. I don't know, 20 McDonald's. Now, what against anybody that owns McDonald's? <laughs> but if you own the 20 McDonald's, you're going to have a few quid probably. Yeah. But you're in a business there where it's like... Yeah, you're not really helping. No, it's, it's just, I don't know, you're in a, you're in a, you're in a, a, a ropey one if you must. Yeah. Uh, not the worst thing in the world, I suppose, if you're in a McDonald's. I well, do like I McDonald's. do like McDonald's. <laughs> 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 you get, well, should we go and get a foot flurry after? You know, oh I, I actually heard an ad today where they said a double patty, it's called a bigger Big Mac. Did you ever see that? Uh, they've done this. It's a bigger Big Mac. Yeah, it's only out till March now. Ooh. So we'll get one after this. Okay. I think uh, you'll be able to have one after uh, this one. Explain you know macros coming to you. Off the mountains today, yeah. Coming off in the mountains today, I stopped in the chipper on the way home and I got a bag of salt and vinegar chips. Mm. Oh, Amazing lovely. is that like? Yeah. Now, why would you want to live in a world where you can't have that. Oh, no way. I don't no. want to live in that world. I retired. I've been living on a roller coaster since then. Because Jesus. I would have been in a lot of these days. And this is it. This is like you can get in shape still doing that. Yes, of you course. can get in shape still eating that food. You can get in shape still living life. I do a euro bag of chips up my way. A euro, a euro bag of chips. Like that sound, isn't it? But listen, yeah. you're going to buy a dip. You're going to buy a can of Coke. You're going to buy a sausage. Yeah. Because like you had to have a sausage. Sitting and you're going to tell other chips. people about the bag of euro chips, oh. so they're going to go get it too. Because I want just on the price, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just good. That's just good economy. <laughs> a euro bag. <laughs> so um, but, now I'm i a bit of an influencer for chips myself. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you want to be influenced for a bit of chips on a burger, don't you, man? I know all the good chippers. You just call them chippies, do you? Chippy. Uh, yeah, chippy. Chip, 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 chip
So then, being uh, original, yeah, would you? I, yeah, and we weren't called anything like influencers at the time. We were just a, G- a Gymshark athlete, I guess, is what we got called. Who influenced somebody to call you as influencers? Or what? Uh, I think the, that was just a that was a social thing, wasn't it? That was that was. I don't I don't know where that came what from. Is it? What it just be, I think that was what they they did it globally on the news or whatever. Didn't they? So that's where that came from. Where, when people started talking about social no, it media, it is massive and it is good as well because <clears> it's a. Um, like Chelsea, my girlfriend has a like. She's she's amazing at it. Like she yeah. literally buys lots of stuff from different uh, shops online. She tells me the stories about them, and it's brilliant. Like she's like, uh, this girl say set up this shop, and she started making uh, children's clothes. You know, yeah. well she had three kids, and she, um, her husband was at work, or, or the other way around. Whatever. Yeah. She tell you these great stories, and it's like, I want to buy that stuff now. Yeah, just to help that. Uh, do you know what it is? That's the nice mentality is when you hear that someone's worked hard to create something and you want to buy their product because you want to support them. Read, that Read this off my hat. Sorry, we are saying that. You, was it? Live on the bright side. Live on the bright side. Live on the bright side. Is a, is a make. Just before I cut you yeah. off here, right, is, um, is a girl from, I think she's Liverpool outside Warrington or something like that. And what was the girl's name? A very famous um, singer wore her jumper. Just a blue yeah. whole stuff. Did that happen? Um, what was the girl's name? No, she, she's from America. Who the, 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 the person who wore it? Yeah, the no, person who wore I, it. I'm, I'm the worst person to ask her names. It's not. Ah, I can't remember her name. It's not. She'd be like a like a teeny bopper kind of thing. Like Taylor Swift or someone like that. Like kind of like this. Someone that someone that level okay. anyway. Something silly. Oh, I can't remember it anyway. Have it's a Google like and tell head. us. But she bought her uh, brand and launched it. Launched it. Yeah. Chelsea gave me a hat. I mean, I've got a few more hats now. Yeah. Rob loves all the stuff that she wears. Chelsea boys, oh, yeah, 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 brilliant stuff. But you're, but you're supporting someone. What who, happens with the situation yeah. where people don't wear the stuff or don't use the stuff mm. and they promote it? Like there's this, this is great thing the Rubber Bandits did. Have you ever heard of Rubber Bandits? No. They got um, they got influencers to sell. Um, I can't remember what the name of the stuff was. But it was the same. It had the same uh, ingredient in it that was used um, during the concentration camps. Right? It was a, 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 a very poisonous a chemical, and they were able to say it has aloe vera in it. It has, and it, like it, it very, and it, it has fruit, it has extracts. So they made a video where they got all of these influencers to sell. Oh, have you heard? As of like a, a thing to show them up. To show yeah. that they would sell anything. You know that they would sell anything. Yeah, and this is the problem now. You see, this is the, this That's is the problem. That's more than an original analogy. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know this is I mean? it. But, you know, okay, I can cover that real quick. I mean, the, the, like I said, when we all got together, we were doing it for the love of doing it. And we were we were already doing it just for the love of doing it. No one was paying us. So when they Gymshark uh, brought us on together as a team, all they did was bring a load of like-minded people together who had a similar goal and same ethics and pulled us all together so they created a really nice outlet for all this information that also had was supported by this brand so the brand was supporting a real positive movement cool and that was a very clever thing to do yes they were also one of the first to target youtubers they think they were the first to target fitness youtubers by sending them clothes to wearing videos nobody really thought to do it before so it was really effective and then but all credit to them right don't they didn't just do that and then grow there's points where when we went with them to an expo is that they risked every penny they had to put on 
that expert, that expert. all the money they had so it's like anything you do in life nothing is safe nothing nothing leads to greatness that's safe you have to have to take risks and that's one thing i can say that i know about myself like a lot of people will always ask how do you do this how do you do that sometimes i don't know because i am who i am i don't know anybody any different to the way i react to things because i'm just me uh, whereas some people will say well that's not normal lex but i'll be like well to me it's because that's just how i am so i've always been a risk taker because my theory is What's the worst that can happen? I'm not going to be homeless. My mum has a house. I'm going back into a spare room at the very worst. <laughs> You're lucky you live in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, that was my yeah, mentality. Yeah. So I was always just try it, try it, try go. It. Because I'm a massive happen. believer in, like, if even through school, if I don't like something, why would I do it? It just logically didn't make sense. Like smoking doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> Suck smoke into my lungs to blow it back out again <laughs> and pay for it to smell bad, possibly get a disease. Like, that's how I think of things, very, like, that way. So that's it, it doesn't make any sense. Packets. Yeah, it makes no <laughs> that's sense. That's what they should <laughs> on the packets, legs. You've got yeah. another career. Yeah, there we go. Up, you know what I mean? Cyanoid was the, a chemical. Cyanide. Ah, so they okay. had influencers selling cyanide. You talked about this before, Paul. You were telling me the same thing, but you said asbestos or something, they called it. They nicknamed it asbesti something to see if they'd sell it. Maybe, maybe it's the same story and we've just mixed our it is, cyanide and asbestos up. What, what, <laughs> Both as effective yeah, as one another. Yeah. What got us onto this conversation was there, how toy influenza, right? And we were saying seven years ago, and you were like, so, yes. these were the first people to well, ever say stuff. Yeah. Like, and seven I think, years later, seven, look where we are. Look where we are. So, yeah, and this is, but look where phones have gone from. From That's the year two, like, we've gone from like snake on the phone to being able to video your grandma in Australia. To be the snake on the phone. And watch movies on your phone. To hoping you're not seen as a snake on yeah, it's someone else's it. phone in the it, wrong places. It's just moving so fast, like because yeah. like when if we've looked at brands, um, like I, I would, as I said, I love the stories of brands. I love some of that. There's another story that came about, and um, Chelsea was telling me it's actually about um, placenta capsules. So it was a girl that made, yeah. Is this real? This is, is real. this real? Absolutely real. Hold on, listen. We would never do anything to, to miss. Yeah, oh, we'd never want to mess with you around. Like, I just want to tell you that it's straight, right? We'd never want to mess with you. I'm true motherfucker, right? But so my girlfriend, where when we, we had Seamus, um, the placenta, uh, you, some people eat it, some people yeah, take it back in, all yeah. this kind of stuff. But there's a girl that, that created a company <laughs> about being able to put them in the capsules. So um, these are literally like stem cells, like like stem cells. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah, that's yeah. This is incredibly but ingestible real. stem cells. Like, is, is nonsense. I was sick, right? And I took one of these things, and I was I was grand. Yeah. I swear, a day or two, I might have been one of that. But like when I get sick. I'm like, I'm dying because I don't usually get sick. Yeah. Like, I I'm was, the worst when I get sick, man. I'm like oh, a an eight-year-old kid, We used to be like rubbing up and down the road. I have all oh. the bacteria on your head. Dude, when yeah, this is another thing kids need. Yeah, I mean? can we just say it now? If you've got kids, feed them dirt and let them play with worms. Yeah. Jesus, like, get them out. Yeah, Paul, when you when your girl gets crawling, <laughs> let her eat the worms. <laughs> let her smash nails and nibble them. Let me finish <laughs> my story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can't start talking about this placenta and just stop in the middle of it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, can't just stop. Yeah. So what happens is they put them in the pills anyway. So we had to deliver the placenta to the, the girl in the dressing or in the um, in the waiting room, and she goes off and preps this. Now there's a girl in England that does. Hang on, well. no, no, no. Rewind a second. Yeah. Y you took the placenta from to. the birth. 
walked out to a woman who's going to go and do some weird stuff with it. In the dressing room. Or in the uh, waiting room. Not the dressing room, the waiting room. Who would let you do this? Oh, yeah, they do. I was told to do this. this is, oh, yeah, I knew we had to do this way before ever. You don't have a choice. You just get told to do it and you just give what, it What, by the right. hospital? Oh, boy, your missus. Right, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so what they do is they boil it and they steam it and they break yeah. it down into a powder and they put it in the capsules and then what, um, it prevents, it's, it's supposed to be, like, you know, looked into it because it was it prevents uh, anti-natal uh, depression. Mm. There's lots of really amazing stuff it does for you, right? But there was a girl in England that created a company doing this, right? And she was she was given a, uh, a review of somebody and the review had said to her... Um, do you not feel guilty about using celebrities to promote and push your products? And she says, I couldn't turn around and say to the, uh, I know, oh I'd love to be able to afford that, sorry. Um, I wish I was a celebrity so yeah. I could get your product for, for free, in a way. And she says, look, the, the girl was, Chelsea was reading the post out to me last night and the girl was saying, I was heartbroken over it because I didn't create it for this. Like, of course, yeah. When uh, say a celebrity or an influencer jumps on board and they push a product, Wish you get this could, yeah. massive jump, and it, and yeah. it has the ability. Look, like I was saying about the, um, the, the, the this um, on my on my hat to blow something up and make it you. But if you were in that position, wouldn't you want to help people by doing things like that? If you wearing that hat helped that person create a new life themselves. Wouldn't you just love to do that all the time? But does it not create another situation then when somebody sees that happening and all of a sudden you're the person that has to make stuff happen now? I don't know. I much like making people happy, oh, dude. Well, me too. Like, I like improving people's lives. But imagine a thousand people come at you and say, I need you to wear a thousand teeth. Yeah, I appreciate that. And that's when the celebrity <laughs> things, they get called this and that for turning something exactly. down. But you've got to appreciate they can only do so. But uh, this, this, yeah. so what she had did is she's actually opened up um, an actual a competition where every month what she's going to do is she's going to give one of these placenta plus packages away. Um which I thought, like, yeah. because of our feelings of being connected and of being pushed, and our business is doing really, really well. Um, she's she's now, I know she's not using it in a way to do to, to promote our business again, but she's doing something really, really good through the idea of recognizing something through promoting our yeah. business. And um, I think that, that the first time I've ever seen that and like that being used like that, and uh, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 there's a lot of power in social media, huge amount of power. And you know what's mad? A lot of huge companies don't understand social media, and that's a problem. So you've got huge conglomerates that are run by however many, you know, 30 board members, whatever, and they're just looking at figures on a sheet, numbers. There's no real personal touches to those anymore. And what they're doing is bastardizing social media by seeing somebody thinking they've got like a, a lot of likes, a lot of followers, and they'll they'll pay them a ridiculous amount of money to sell their product because that huge company can afford to make that loss if it doesn't work. Yeah. But then what they're doing is setting a standard for everyone else to have to match because the influence getting paid, influence, I hate that word, but whatever. Um, yeah, so what they've done is they've then encouraged this um, greed factor in the industry for people to see, oh, well, I can just get a job taking pictures of my myself and then charging X amount of money to promote a product and that's going to be way you know, that's what I want to do that's that's because it seems easier than going down the hard route of the education and all that kind of jazz and people are seeing it as this outlet to make money now whereas in the original fact when we were all on it we saw it as an outlet for information yes yeah, and that's the difference it's, it's the mentality of the person coming in so if you're a company that's paying someone who is only on social media to make money you're supporting the problem Pay people who give a crap. Pay people who will say no to you because they don't agree with your product. 
this is this is this is a this is a you no I won't say huge problem we have but just I just don't know when someone said yeah. something I'm like yeah. I just don't know anymore exactly if you don't if if the person if some you know as a company if I looked in someone and I said and they don't know anything about what I want them to sell or who I am or anything like that like why would you trust them to support and promote your product in the first place for me because they obviously just will say yes to anything. So one week they'll be advertising, you know, vegan friendly meal plans. And then a month later, they're pr promoting keto diets, <laughs> you know, and, and the, this is literally and what happens. It happened the other day, like somebody, and what is good is there's people getting called out on stuff now, but the problem is the people who are calling people out are smaller than the people they're calling out. And so they don't really get the impact. Uh, that, that is necessary but like the other day I won't say names because I don't want to do it but somebody put up a post about um, creatine um, and it was a, a, a post towards women and towards women which are a huge market on social media like bigger than men like women buy more than men do on social media so that's why a lot of companies now like women when they go and buy outfits buy outfits the whole thing shoes skirt top like blokes we're going by a t-shirt you know so we we are worth way less on, on that you know because of that fact so women are targeted a lot more by these companies who will just want to sell to make money and whatever um so and because of that there's a lot of there are a lot of people on there just to make money and that's all they're there for and they're not who they appear to be so what they show you on their socials is not that person it's almost a character that they've created to make the money from. And it shows when you see these things happen. So one person posted up about creatine saying it's a, a non, that this is creatine with no water retention. Okay. Creatine's main, main thing creatine does is make you retain water within your cells yeah. like it's it, that's what it does like, it draws like sodium cell, it draws it? water into into the muscle into the cells you know into the muscle like cells sodium, yeah it, would, it, would, it, would it work like sodium and salt no so creatine's already in your body it's what you use it's part of creating atp to create energy but um what creatine does is it encourages you to store water within the cells, which okay. is a good thing. But what a lot of people used to do in the olden days is would take creatine, they would gain weight because obviously holding more water, and then the creatine manufacturer would say, yeah, that's muscle. I gained 10 pounds in really? six weeks. No, you gained a lot of water because they made you do a huge loading phase and you're full of, you're full of water. Um, but creatine is one of the most studied and best supplements you can buy if you're into sports and recovery you want to create it is hands down like the best value product you can buy but they're creating really good uh, versions of it now um like hcl creatine is one of the new ones and it's like you need a less of a dose because it's more bioavailable and uh, but what the thing is is what the new creatines are doing is people a lot of people used to get stomach issues from taking creatine like a lot of bloating or stomach upset and these newer versions don't have that so what they don't do is give you bloating or upset stomachs and things like that which is making it more available for a lot more people to be able to okay. use and try yeah so people with digestive issues can now start benefiting and this is because there's a lot of supplement companies out there that do care and create these products and put money into it and it costs them more to make these products like compared to standard creatine to make this new one is probably like at least seven times more expensive That's but they're investing in it it's they care, yeah, isn't it? they're investing coach re-educate but it's like what do you want do you want to sell a crap product a couple of times or a great product for a long period of time mm -hmm. you make less on each one but you're going to sell it for longer because it works and a lot of supplement companies now if you if you're not going for the huge conglomerates that are doing shotgun sales a lot of the smaller companies that aren't small in comparison to like your high street one they're still worth millions of pounds but they're not worth hundreds of millions they care about their products and they're able to put out good products because they have money to invest but they also care and but what this this 
certain person was doing was saying that create this new creatine that's been released has no water retention, which is just non like it's impossible. It's not possible. It's the main one of the main things creatine does, which is which we want. It hel helps your whole water. Uh, would the in a good way. Sorry, it's not the benefit would be the, the ATP. The, the, you know, but more creative, you, you, so basically, it's like um, refilling your cup to, to break it down. So when you when you go and exercise, you utilize your creatine stores to help create ATP. But obviously, your glass is half empty by the time you're done. Okay. So you're just refilling your glass. You're just reloading, putting that creatine back into your system, rather than having to get it in through dietary food like your meats and things yeah. like that. In smaller doses, you can take it in, in this really effective small single dose once a day and just replenish your system. So so in theory, what it should do is help you with your recovery, which in, in turn should help your output level in the gym the next day, which in turn should then help you develop more muscle and strength as a result of being able to perform better yeah. because you recovered. So it's a tool. It's not a... Yeah. It, yeah. It doesn't yeah. do anything for you unless you, you do use walk, it. it yeah, you, you everything you that And that is the main thing with any supplement. You have to do the work. Yeah. And a lot of people are sold on that misconception that the work isn't involved. But um, this post went up about this big bit and it was like new thing released and I can't believe it it's the greatest thing da 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 everything that was said in it was wrong and scientifically able to be uh, disproved like, disproven within minutes uh, someone else challenged it post taken down by both the company and the person who put it up there because we are now starting to get these people that have a bit of clout that come in and say no that's bullshit and that's a nice thing to see in the industry now because we're starting to get that turnaround of, uh, of people fighting back a little bit against the bullshit because there's so much of it. So what people do need to be aware of is social media is not bad. And a lot of people will try and say, demonize social media and say people are on it just to make money. And I know what I've said sounds a little bit like that, but as long as you're aware of the fact that there are people on there who have that mentality, look around them and find the people that are on there sharing real information, sharing life experiences, giving you real advice for free because we're all on there still doing it. Like, as we learn, we share. The, the thing I would give advice to youth and uh, say to anyone who do, do talks, even, even I don't know, um, when I do talks in, like, say, men's sheds or anything yeah. like that as well, it would be the idea of, of researching is probably one of the most uh, best tools that you can get now. Yeah. So, because trying to find what is real and what's fake now oh, is, yeah. that's the real challenge in yeah. a way. And before if it was in the newspaper it was true yeah or maybe you just maybe well, you true. believe it because and then, then we have another newspaper which is in our phone and it changes every <laughs> yeah. few minutes so it and is. other people can edit their own but and do we believe it or is the hardest thing these days trying to actually find what's real and what's not yeah well you have to be accountable you yourself have to be accountable read something go and research it don't just take it as as being gospel fact you know and um i try and still do i will go into my instagram messages every day and spend an hour answering messages that people send me through and the amount of times I, and there's there are a lot of them are asking me sometimes someone asks me a silly question like how do i lose fat and you're like dude that's like asking what's the like, how long is a piece of string yeah like you nail it down what are you struggling much, how with long, how what's your main struggle yeah. What's your main struggle? Because at the end of the day, I'd like to point this out to everybody, losing weight is literally as simple as being in a calorie deficit. It is that simple. Yeah. The problem is most people don't know what calories they're taking in. So start being accountable. There is no magic pill. There's no magic diet. There's no magic supplement. Don't turn to the, the, the extreme side, you know, of, of being told by 
the gym doctor, take this pill, it'll help do that. He isn't there to help you. He's there to make money off selling you something you shouldn't be able to buy. So, because that's what I was going to say to you. I was going to get into that now. So, so say, so fat borders and all this type of stuff. No, no such thing. No, stay no. away from them, isn't no, it? No. Like, well, no. <laughs> it's a bad thing to say stay away from them. Most of them are, all they are is a massive stimulus and an appetite suppressant. So they're going to make you feel like you've got energy even though you're not eating. Okay. And so the idea is they make you eat less. Calorie deficit. So it kind of feels the feels the And because they smash you with a load of um, stimulants you're probably not used to taking, you're going to feel really buzzed for at least three weeks until all your beta receptors get smashed and then the stimulus wears off. And that's when people start taking dangerous amounts of them because they don't feel that feeling anymore. So they start double the dosing because they think it's some magic pill. Or, you know, it works because they've taken an appetite suppressor that in some people is really effective so they eat less and they start losing weight but then they become dependent on the supplement yeah, so for the weight yeah. loss rather yeah. everything comes down to you being in control of what you do and accountable to the world being accountable to yourself yeah whether that's your job whether that's uh, a goal you've set yourself at the end of it it's you that does the fucking work so put it in is another um, danger in the, the last journey so um, with Brazilian Jiu Jitsu like this is what I found with when someone comes in and say, I want to lose weight, there's like a magic thing with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu where yeah. the number one thing no longer becomes how much weight have I lost. That's like number seven on the list now. Yeah. Because number one does be like, right, how do I get past the guard? How do I get this technique? Um, I can't wait to get now. my blue belt. Yeah, so yeah, okay, it, kind of, it kind of diverts all your thoughts. Where number Losing weight now becomes number seven. Ah, okay. Where I do find sometimes that if people come in and they just want to lose weight and if I engage with that person and said, right, sound... Come back in, I'm going to weigh you next week. And we keep it about losing weight, all right? And then they lose weight. They come all the way down the yeah. way. And then the weight stops coming off. Now, and I'm speaking from, uh, I've, I've been in the fitness industry for over 10 years myself, yeah. probably longer. Um, and I've seen this happening where somebody loses lots of weight and then they kind of, the addiction part of losing the weight and being able to... Over the, the numbers on the scale this. start to matter yeah. too much. Is, yeah. it, is it, what's the chemical they use when you yeah, dopamine? For the the, the, the feel fun. good yeah, the, yeah, yeah does this a, happen with like wait, wait, is it the same yeah. chemical do you mean in, like endorphins that kind yeah, of thing that you know, you get, the happy feeling like two you kilo get. in the first four or five weeks and they feel a massive for yeah. that and then all of a sudden as it goes along yeah. we end up in a situation where uh, because as you get smaller the, the little bits of weight come off are smaller yeah. people feel like they're not doing as good yeah. or they're not, they're not well, there's performing. a couple of myths you can blow straight out of the water there with the weight losses it's uh, you always get that one I just want to lose weight from this bit yeah. Okay, that you can't <laughs> do that. Possible. If that was, think of it this way: if if that was possible for you to lose weight from just one part of your body, what are you right or left-handed? Uh, right-handed. Yeah. So you use a right side probably way more than you use your left side, but your arms are the same size. <laughs> yeah. It, you're not going to have one skinny arm and one fat arm because you know because the body is an efficient machine. Yeah. It does everything in a balance, and it does everything. If you think of things percentage-wise rather than single numbers, so if you're going to lose weight you'll lose, let's say you lose lose 5% weight of your weight, it's gonna lose 5% across your body as evenly as possible. Don't get me wrong, there's gonna be anomalies with genetic makeups, body types, body shapes and stuff like that, but as a rule, your body will lose an even amount of fat across the whole length of your body. So, but you're gonna see it in the areas where you hold more fat rather than, uh, where, you, where you hold less fat rather than the areas where you hold more fat because if you lo lose like a little bit of weight from your face that doesn't hold a lot of weight, you're gonna notice that. But when there's a lot of weight in an area and you lose a little bit, you don't notice it as much. So you start thinking it's not working. But 
it's it's just that trust in the process of, of keep going forward. If you're seeing the number on the scale doesn't matter. This is what I like to tell people. Get on that scale and read the number. We don't give a shit what that number is. We just want to note it. And then we want it to go up or down depending on our goal. And that's it. Because you can get two people that look identical, put them on the scale, they're way different. Because we've got different bone densities, different natural, um, like, uh, uh, skeletal muscle, you know, your organs, blood, all that, you know, we're all very, we're all different. So it's more about how you look, how you feel and your measurements, rather the weight on the scale is just our guide to let us know, have we gone up? Have we gone down? Are we in a plateau point? So... That plateau point is the point where I'm, can that mentally affect people in right. a way? Yeah, massively. Yeah. But the reason you plateau doesn't mean you've stopped losing fat. It could mean that you've started to gain a little bit of muscle. Yeah. So you might have still lost some fat, but gained a little bit of muscle because now you're doing exercise. You weren't doing exercise before, so you're stimulating the muscles. Muscles are going to get uh, Muscle fibres are going to get thicker. Um, so we're going to hold more blood, we're going to hold more, and we're going to start eating better probably as well, which probably means our glucose, with, well, you know, our glucose stores in the body are going to go up, we're going to be holding more glucose, which means we hold more water. So that can increase weight, but it's good, we want that, because now we're storing more energy in the muscles, and our muscles are growing. Great, that's what tone is. So for all the ladies, like, to great tone, you need muscle, but women don't have testosterone to support getting massive, so they can lift all day long. They're not only going to get so big. So women don't need to worry about getting big by lifting weights is what they used to do a lot, which is a great thing from social media that more women are lifting now because they're seeing more girls do it, which is a good thing. But so, yeah, yeah, and you you know, you do, you see other people doing it, it gives you confidence to do it and everyone should lift weights. To lose weight, what I would say is most people will go straight to a treadmill, start lifting weights. Lifting weights burns fat for longer after your session yeah. than doing the cardio because you're constantly repairing the muscle and helping it grow, which is going to burn more calories through protein synthesis and creation of you of the, um, for increasing size of the muscle fibers. And obviously, you're also going to be burning fat whilst doing the training as well. So you're getting a double hit. Then you can put cardio in as well afterwards, but you're going to enjoy the weights more too yeah. because you're going to feel an instant result. You're going to feel sore from it. You feel warm from the inside out or something like that when you do weights. Yeah, it's and it's whatever gives you that positive stimulus. It's like a different warm or something yeah. when I lift weights. It's like, I'm like, I'm warm, warm. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, they're like, yeah, no, it's warm in yeah. here. No, no, I'm warm, warm. Yeah. It's like heat from the outside. Well, you're, you know? you're, you're opening up all the blood vessels, but you're you're not, you know, you're, you're pushing blood into the muscles, forcing it into the muscles by creating a stimulus for it to go to specific areas. Unlike when you're doing kind of like plodding along on a treadmill, you know, we all get, we're all used to walking around all day and so you're used to that feeling a little okay, bit. Okay. You're probably not used to doing a, a press with a dumbbell or a barbell and then, you know, isolating a muscle or doing something like that. Or in turn, going and doing boxing where you're using your triceps, your back, your core for rotation. All movements your body's not used to. Start putting your body through things it's not used to. You'll see a reaction. Keep doing the same shit over and over again and expecting change is madness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know all about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> but I think uh, everything is about you having, don't stop looking for the secrets and start looking at the, the real facts that are available to you. And they're there, you just have to search for them. And that takes time. And the problem is we've created a society that wants to be spoon fed everything. If they can't find it in two clicks, they lose interest. And that's a problem. But it's also, if that is a problem, let's start solving it. So let's start, start creating a basis uh, a basis for people to find things quickly yeah, that and that's what social media allows well. us to do it does allow people to find it quickly you just got to find the right people when I was growing up <clears throat> um, protein you would have been on the juice that's it yeah <laughs> if I you were remember. taking protein you were on the juice got my first protein <laughs> tub brought it home and my mum was like is that drug 
<laughs> Back in the day, that's yes, mum, it's chocolate flavored yeah. drugs. I remember getting one from Tony Quinn in the square. I think it actually the Tony Quinn thing went yeah. going on. Man, I'm even going to that. Um, I, don't know, I don't know who that is. Another story. So Tony Quinn was like the first kind of like fitness guy in Ireland. Do you remember this? The only really? shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he ended up creating these like um, camps and all away. I don't know what happened with it. Like, I don't want to go into it. Like, Did he turn it into CrossFit? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, wasn't that bad? But yeah. when he was. Um, that is a coat you don't want to have to <laughs> yeah. I brought the, uh, the protein home and my ma was like oh. yeah. but these days as you said look, it's so easy for people to be able to and they're, like, they're looking into this field and it's like like buy me, buy like yeah. and young people who would be afraid of and and, and older people as well is that when they feel like they want to bulk up or something like that they, mm. they're going to go down they the road. They think that they have to have a supplement to bulk go, up. Or even a well, we can blow that as well. Steroids, you know what I mean, or whatever these things that there's because it's just so. You, yeah. Sometimes you uh, there's not even the steroids they're not even. I can nail it in steroids. two in two minutes. I can break it down. Super there easy. Please. So, protein powder is nothing but powdered food. Okay, protein powder is basically think of it as powdered chicken breast with added vitamins in it and nutrients. That's pretty much that's it. It does nothing to you hormonally. All protein powder does is allow you to hit your protein targets daily in an easy to access form. So having two shakes a day is going to be a little bit easier than having to eat an extra two chicken breasts that day. That is all you need to think about protein as. So it helps fit uh, an easy to consume liquid into your day that helps you hit your targets by the end of the day. That's all it's doing for you. It's doing nothing magic. A, a mass gainer is a well-marketed protein with carb in it. That's it. That's all it is. A mass, mass gainer, gainer is, is basically it? your same protein that you buy when you think you want to lose weight with carbs put in it. That's what, it. What's the difference with weight in and, and the same thing. So the different types of protein as well. You can get whey protein, which must be... Um, a slow release, a slower, well, not slow release, is a medium release, they used to say. And then you would have casein, which is a slow release protein. Then you would have the hydrolyzed um, protein, uh, um, protein isolate, hydrolyzed protein isolate, which is fast acting. So they say you need the fast acting after the gym, you need the whey during the day, and you need the casein before bed. Because when you go to bed, you need to be feeding your body. And this has all been absolutely disproven. You don't need any of that. You can buy just buy whatever you like the taste of that's a that's a protein without carbs in it because you can add carbs in real yeah. easy chuck some cereal in with it and <laughs> yeah, blend it honestly it'll yeah. taste it'll taste 10 times better as well chuck some frosties in there and blitz it with your shake trust me and there's your mass gainer mm. put some chuck some peanut butter in with it and all that's going to be way more cost effective than buying a mass gainer and a lot of the mass gainers now have creatine added into them which is Again, not a great idea because um, if you miss creatine, doesn't work acutely. It doesn't work straight away. It builds up in your system over time. So you need to take it every day. Just five grams a day of the of creatine mono will do the job. Or you can take um, like one and a. I think it's something like um, three grams of the new HCL creatine a day because it's more bioavailable, and that's enough. Like you don't need to do loading phases or any of that rubbish. But so protein, just powdered food, nothing magic. You could literally do the same job eating an extra two meals a day that are high protein. Okay, so that's the protein done. The um, what was the other thing you said? Uh, uh, well, the the mass gainer was the, the mass gainer. Yeah, so it's it. just protein powder with carbs whacked in it. Usually waxy maize because they say it's of slower release or better for you. Um, but basically, it's it's just like piling. It's just it's just sugars in with your protein. Essentially, so if people, young, young lads were out there, uh, young girls were out there, um, or even people that are just getting into the fitting industry, industry now, 
Sounds like to me that you are the Santa Claus and all of these other things are just the elves. And they well, the, the, we've put the, the information's there, man. The videos are out there. You have to put the work in. Don't Research you? macros. How can people find this? So, obviously, I've got my YouTube channel. Yeah, this which is what I was going to say, so post yeah, this down. Le- uh, Lex Fitness. If you search Lex Fitness on YouTube or Instagram, that's going to be me. You'll find me. You can search Lex Griffin. I'll pop up there as well. But my main channel would be um, www.youtube.com forward slash Lex Fitness. Um, forward slash Lex underscore fitness for Instagram. Or at Lex underscore fitness. Anybody out there have any questions and you would like to get um, get them answered? I'll shoot them up you. If you yeah, man, fire them, fire them over. If you go on to uh, my Instagram, I'm I'm good at answering in the comment sections as well. I like it if you post it in the comment sections because then other people can see what I answer, That's what which is great. But I do do my best to get on there and answer messages and stuff like that to help people um, whenever I can. Like, But I get hundreds a day. So it's I do my best, but don't be... Uh, the the way it works on Instagram is we don't get them straight to our inbox. You have your inbox, Requests. you have primary and general inbox, and then we have a request box, which we don't see or get notified by. We have to go into it personally and check it manually to then bring it over into our inboxes. So you're not being ignored. It's it's just there. So, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's you just we have to go and check it. So and obviously there's hundreds to go through. I do my best, but you can always ask questions on uh, the YouTube comment sections. Hopefully the rest of the community will help answer you because there's a lot of people that know this stuff as well that are there. But if you just search macros, so we can blow the macros thing for you as well real quick in five minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah? So macronutrients will basically, if you learn about macros, you will answer a lot of your own questions because the calories in versus calories out works. If you're in a calorie deficit, if you're, if you're eating less, moving more, you will lose weight. So if you're putting in less calories than you're burning, you will lose weight. Nobody's immune from that unless you have some kind of thyroid disorder, which even then you can get medication for to fix very easily and go to your doctor. And do it. But chances are you don't have anything wrong with you. That's a very small percentage of the population. Um, so once you have calories in versus calories out and you understand, you need to understand what calories you're eating in a day. And a lot of people don't understand that. And that's the big, the big problem is people, if you're trying to gain weight, people massively overestimate what they're eating. And if you're trying to lose weight, people massively underestimate what they're eating. Yes, massively. And the big way to look at things is um, the different types of food. It's so food is food. Your body doesn't know the difference between um, home cooked meal and pre-wrapped food we we've given things names like we give the mars bar the term bad or sweet or something like that all your body knows is you put that in it it breaks it down into carbs into proteins carbs and fats it does that with anything you put into your face it breaks it down into proteins carbs and fats and the levels of those three macronutrients are what will affect the way you look so your daily intakes of those three macronutrients, proteins, carbs, and fats, they dictate your lean body mass to fat ratio. What they don't do is much for your health. So I could get you looking lean and ripped eating McDonald's three times a day. If if I give you the correct protein target, carb target, and fat target per day for your goal, and then match the McDonald's meals that hit those targets, you will go the way you want to go. But your insides will be be horrible because there's no nutrition, there's no, um, so there's no micronutrients in those foods. Now micronutrients are like your your vitamins um, and nutrients and things like that. So they dictate your health and how you feel. So like your your hair, your skin, your nails, immune system function, all that kind of jazz. But the thing is micronutrients have very little effect on your body fat to lean mass ratio. 
So you can be real, you know, you can you can take as many vitamins. And this is what the problem is, is people think to lose fat and lose weight and all that, they have to start taking the vitamins and do all that. And so they do that and then they don't see the weight loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they don't really have an effect on that. The effect is the three main macronutrients, proteins, carbs, and fats. Now, there's a few ways you can go about this. You can go all in and weigh your food and hit targets that you can get set for you. Um, now, the ways of getting your targets set, there are online calculators that you can use. Just search um, macronutrient calculator. And they're great for general macros. So you put in your age, your height, your weight, and your rough body fat. Okay, and it will, some of them don't even need your body fat. And they'll give you what you roughly should be eating each day. It'll give you grams of protein to hit per day, grams of carbs to hit per day, and grams of fat to hit per day. And every, everything you eat, has a protein, carb, or fat value. Now, if you weigh that food, there are apps that you can use called like MyFitnessPal and similar apps. MyFitnessPal is one I recommend because it has the most, uh, the, the biggest database of food sold throughout the countries and it has a barcode scanner on it. So you can literally beep the food you're eating, ha- log how much of the weight of that food you're eating and it will give you the macro breakdown for each food. So you can see how much of that food you can, you, you can eat to fit your targets. Oh, so, that'll feel, so you could eat something that has tree in it and they feel a little bit of the tree tag. Everything, everything will have some form of protein, carb or fat level in it. Everything. Everything pretty much. It'll be like if With it's... Chicken fillet? So a chicken fillet will have... Yeah, so an average uncooked chicken fillet will have per 100 grams around about 31 grams of protein. It'll have probably 1.8 grams of fat and... Um, not point something carbs, like ze- basically zero carbs, but there's be something. But it'll be, always be go off some, your number in a way. Yeah, so the, it it will, and then, but you will have I'm had. Check this out. Yeah, <laughs> you will have an overall. So, <laughs> yeah, the, like the average, the average. I can give, I can give you everyone listening. Like, if you want to lose weight now and you're an, you're your normal guy, if you just try and hit each day, 180 grams of protein, 200 carbs, and around about 55 fat. That's a good starting point to try and start losing weight. And that's for a normal bloke. Um, start trying to hit that and see what happens with your weight. If you drop weight, great. If you don't drop weight, then you need to bring the numbers down a little bit, but leave your protein up because it's carbs and fats, which are really the ones you want to play with. Uh, because protein, if you take in too much protein, you pretty much just crap it out. Yeah. Like, it, it can't. It doesn't get stored in a general sense. We can go deeper into science where it does get stored, but keeping it simple assume your proteins don't really get stored it's the carbs and fats that get stored in, in the, the fat tissue the fat cells we used to drink four protein shakes a day <laughs> and, and go to the toilet eight times a day mate yeah. listen, that's not good for you and he'd be good. like no what it is I have to get me protein yeah. like, oh protein <laughs> stuff in his nostrils and his ears but you know, simply like want this, don't yeah we? but uh, and remember, so <laughs> yeah. if, we, if we play with the carbs and fats, that's where you want to really play to, to bring your calories down. So if, you, if you're not losing weight, drop your calories by like, drop 100 calories. By, for, so say your intake was 2,000 calories and you're not losing weight, drop it to like 1,900. Don't go too excessive. Slowly ebb, chip, chip your way down because the goal for losing weight is to eat as much as possible while still losing weight, not to starve yourself. You want to support the body as much as possible whilst encouraging it to lose weight through exercise. Um, so if you're a girl and you want to lose weight, try doing 100 and try, let's say, 130 grams of protein, 120 grams of carbs, 45 fats. Try that. Start with that and see where you go. Okay, so that's some good targets for everyone to hit. For gaining for gaining weight, it's a little bit more difficult because when we're losing weight, your body will use everything you're putting into it because you're under eating. 
That's why you're losing weight. So everything that you eat in a deficit will get used because your body's efficient. Now, when we want to gain weight, we don't want to gain fat. So we have to be a little bit more careful in how much we increase calories above our maintenance level, which is a level where you'll keep the same weight for your activity and what you're doing. So we want to provide the body with enough calories to be able to gain muscle and develop and grow, but not so many calories that we've got an excess of 200 calories a day that we're not really using. We're just putting it in because it's going to store it as fat. Yeah. So it adds up. Yes. And everything you want to do is you want to be slow timelines. So stop thinking about giving yourself eight to 10 weeks. Start thinking about 25 week timelines. If you give yourself a realistic timeline, you're going to be, um, you're going to be able to correct errors because you've got time to do it. You're going to be able to have a more realistic um, approach to hitting your goals because you're not going to be rushing it. So if something doesn't work, you're not going to be like, oh, God, I'm running out of time. You know, you're going to be like, OK, so it's not worked. Let's work out why is it not worked? What have I missed this week? What haven't I done? What have I changed? You know, and you start messing with the variables. And, and that's good because you're learning now. You're starting to learn and, and trial things and play. And, and you know it then. Yeah, I'm exactly. Really when you're playing with it like that. And when we're losing weight, we don't it. really want to be losing, after the first couple of weeks, you don't want to be losing more than maybe two pounds a week. Yeah. That's a good weight loss. In the first couple of weeks, you're going to get some water rebalance. So you might lose like a lot of weight in the first week because your water rebalance. Because as you pull food down, you're going to pull down the amount of water you store in the body because you're pulling the glucose levels down, carb water. levels yeah. down. So... Um, in that terms, like if you lose like four or five pounds in the first week, you don't expect that to carry on. No. Okay. That, and that's what a lot of people do. afraid of the, is, this, is, yeah. it, is this where people fall off? This is where they, because they get disheartened, they think they're doing something wrong. Yeah, but no, two pounds a week is fine. And if you plateau, it doesn't matter. If you've plateaued, it, you've not lost all that all that positive you gained the few weeks yeah. prior. Plateau means staying the same. Really, yeah. Because I had to get with this. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying that for me. Yeah. <laughs> you've not gone backwards yeah. just because you've stopped. And you, like I said, if you've started exercise at the same time as dieting, which most people do, they do a double whammy, you're going to get some muscle growth. You're going to get some weight gain through the the muscles developing because now you're doing exercise and you're starting to eat probably more consistently and pay more attention so you're actually going to start getting higher protein levels in as well as carbs and fats to support your energy output so you're going to encourage the body to develop that muscle alongside which is great so what we want so two pounds a week is great and if you start on those numbers guys and you're losing more weight than that then you can actually put the calories up if you're starting to lose more weight if you're losing four pounds a week yeah, after the third week put more calories in and a lot of you, a lot of people, what they need to do is set a baseline to realize where they're at now. So I would say download the MyFitnessPal, spend a week, uh, just spend it. No, spend a day weighing your food as you eat it. Like you don't have to do this all the time, but you need to be accountable. So you need to know what the fuck it is you're putting in your face. And the only way you're going to do that is by measuring it for a day at least. You have to put some goddamn effort in. Not everything is going to be done for you. Take a day. Yes, is it going to be awkward? Yeah. Are you going to not enjoy weighing everything because you don't quite know what to do and having to research and look up what things are? Yes. But it's 24 hours of your life that might change the rest it's of your life. The bike. 
get put you get you out you what you put it. in yeah. just take that moment to do it honestly and it really isn't that difficult you can literally put a plate on the scales and then you put one food on item at a time and log it as you do it like it's that simple but don't pay attention don't try and be healthy that day eat as you normally would log it as you go along and at the end of the day see where you're at what are my calories what's my protein carbs and fat levels like i guarantee you've probably got really high fat really high carbs and really low protein intake then your calories are probably way off to what you think you're eating. Now, a lot of people might be massively under-eating as well. Wait, and if, that's me. If you're under-eating, that's just as bad as over-eating. Really? Because, well, your body's efficient. It, again, doesn't have a conscience, doesn't have a... We have eyes, so we assume the body knows what's going on. No, the body isn't... A, it, we are sentient, you know what I mean? We, we understand what's going on, we have the brain. But our body functions on fuel coming in fuel Primitive. going out yeah what we're burning what we're bringing in so it works on that biological basis if you aren't taking in enough food it's going to go into starvation mode so it's going to start shutting your metabolism down to obviously it's going to want to keep you alive and keep you functioning so it's going to start chewing up what it doesn't need what's excessive that we don't need well excessive muscle don't need a lot of that we can function on skeletal muscle so why do we need the excess so it's going to start burning muscle and it's going to start actually holding fat because fat is a great energy source because per gram one gram of carb is four calories one gram of fat is nine calories over double so fat is a way better um, energy reserve for us to maintain which is why you see a lot of especially girls are bad for this really under eating and they lose weight but they're actually losing muscle mass so what they're actually becoming is they become quite they slim and they'll fit into like a size whatever they want to fit in but you look but they everything on them wobbles and they don't like it. Well, that's because you've burnt all your muscle and your body's holding fat because you're not eating. You actually need to eat to lose that fat and to support and put that muscle back on. It's a hard mindset, and, isn't it? Yeah, and that's away. tone though. That is tone. Your tone is that muscle. So um, sometimes a lot, uh, even but now as well with guys because obviously we're in a much more of a a time where people are paying attention to the way we look much more because of social media and because of the internet and all this and there's pressure on people to look mm -hmm. a certain way um so there are more more guys who are also under eating now as well and then when you start eating more then um you will actually start seeing fat drop which boggles most people's minds yeah. but it is often what because you have the to do starts up. can i yeah. ask you this one thing just before we finish so say the the the, the caveman so not the caveman diet. Caveman diet, uh, not yeah. that one. Like, mm. That's a, that was that's heavy. <laughs> yeah. Whew. But the caveman, right? That would go out once a day, would probably eat once in that big meal, right? So they'd go, they'd run, they'd run, they'd run, yeah, like fasted cardio. They would hunt. They would drag this all the way home. They would skin it. They would they would cook it, and then they would eat once that day, and maybe eat once the next day. Well, the cave we cavemen were um, migrational eaters, weren't they? I mean, they used to yeah, follow the, the food around. Yeah, not like now where we sit in one spot and do everything. So they would eat many, many different things depending on the season, depending on what animals were coming through at that time. So to say caveman diet and then have people eat a very specific singular range of foods made no sense. The one meal thing, you know. The one well, no, the body is smarter than you are. Like so, and this is another thing: meal frequency. Yeah, you don't need to eat eight meals a day to lose weight. Okay, your body if will take what it needs as you give it. Like so, if you're in a deficit and you only eat two meals a day, as long as you get your calories in those two meals, that's fine. Okay, as long as you can function like that, everything meal frequency is more about how does it fit into your day and your life more than it having an effect. All your goals are for each day is to hit your targets. As long as when you go to bed you've hit your protein, carbon, fat targets, you will move towards your goal. Now. 
dependent on when you eat, when you finish eating each day, you might wake up looking different if you finish eating at different times each day. And that's something to be aware of because people start thinking that things like intermittent fasting are magical because they're like, oh my God, I've done this intermittent fasting and I'm, I'm losing weight, I'm looking better. No, and, and well, yes, you are, but it's not the fasting that's doing that. Fasting does have its benefits, but what it is is you're now conscious that you're eating you're starting eating at 10 o'clock, say, and you give yourself an eight, they have eight hour windows as a rule. So say you start eating at midday, you would eat at 12 and stop eating at eight o'clock. Now, before you were eating whenever the buggy you liked it, whether that be seven in the morning and finishing at 12 at night, all of a sudden, not only are you now eating in a set window, you're now paying attention to what you're eating more because you're eating in that set window and trying to get your food in in that time. So you're being more consistent day to day. You're paying attention to your food more day to day. You're ending eating at the same time every day, which means you're waking up in the morning looking more consistent in the mirror every day, having the same consistency on the scale every morning. Mm-hmm. So you now think it's the intermittent fasting that's doing the job. No, it's you it's and your, your consistency, consistency that's doing the job. Doing- and the intermittent fasting, if it works for your lifestyle it makes you feel better do that too but just understand it's you and your consistency that is making that result happen rather than the intermittent here's one i tried that you probably have never heard before i tried intermittent sleeping (laughs) (laughs) i'd do that unintentionally most days really you tried the the margaret thatcher power man stay up for 24 hours (laughs) and i'd sleep for the 24 hours you know what i mean and that was it so when I was fighting, sometimes what? I would just train. For is 20. that because you couldn't sleep? I just couldn't sleep. Yeah, couldn't I sleep. have. So I have. if I did jiu-jitsu, I would say about nine o'clock at night and I'd go home. I would sit up at four o'clock in the morning, go to sleep, but then I wouldn't wake up at 12 o'clock. So what I'd do is I'd literally just go training. So I'd train at 10 o'clock at night yes, and then I'd eat and then at six o'clock in the morning I'd go running and then I might go sleeping for an hour at three o'clock and then I'd wake up and do jiu-jitsu again. And then, and it was but, nice. you de- but you developed that habit. It was a nice too. life. <laughs> and sometimes I was just living in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> Walk on for a stroll down uh, the road in the yeah. middle of the night with the dog and it was just nice. Yeah. Me and me own yeah. and myself. And I brilliant. think I think that's a much uh, mental. I like my own company. So when a lot of people bugger off to bed late at night, I really like that silence. I love that. Yeah, and so it encourages me to stay awake, but also if I stay awake past a certain point, like if I stay awake past like 11, 12 o'clock, I can stay up till the sun comes up, no problem. And even as a kid, when I went to sleepovers, everybody else would be knocked out at like two in the morning. I'd be like, what is going on? What are you all asleep for? It's a sleepover, let's do stuff. And they'd all be knocked out because they physically couldn't keep their eyes open. And it turns out there's a genetic abnormality that you can have. um, And it's where your, um, what's the bloody word? I'm so terrible at remembering Come on, Paul. This is your realm, where your, your where your your daily cycle of of time. What do they call it? Ah, it's going to drop anyway. Not, it not basically means like yeah. That. No, there's a there's a natural word for it, and it, but it basically you don't run on a 24 hour cycle. You run on more like a 25 to 26 hour cycle. So you're you're not uh, in keeping with the same basic time zones that everyone else is in keeping with. So you're forever overlapping. And uh, that's why we end up staying up so much later. And it's actually, uh, they call it like the, the night owl gene or something like that. Does that make me like just 16 years of age? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish, I wish. 24 yeah. hours is only, you know, 48 hours is only a day. Because, but yeah, yeah, it was mad because I actually did it. Don't do, don't do intermittent sleeping when you're going away traveling with someone. I was in the Middle East <laughs> with somebody and I was doing intermittent sleeping. And he when, was like, what are you, you, you What's sleep? going on? Making then, him nervous. And then he'd wake up and I'd be asleep and he'd be like, what's going on? Sorry, mate, I'm in a cycle here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a cycle here. Lex, it's been an absolute pleasure. So, to I know, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing all that information, man. Really. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just so massive a 
subject, man. I mean, you have it's it's so much to go through, but hopefully we've broken it down into a simplistic form there for people. That's that's, that's and what honestly, we deal with the podcast yeah. is because if we can get these simple little things broken down and and get them from transferring translating experience into them simple yeah. terms. But if you just try those so numbers, better. write those numbers down on a piece of paper. I told you before, give them a go, see how you get on. And, um, what was the app called again? My Fitness Pal. What's yeah. Fitness Pal? And, uh, and yeah, just check on it. I've done so many videos. I've done full days of eating where you can watch me weigh my food, how I do it, what foods to choose, what the, I've done shopping hauls. They're all on the YouTube channel. The problem is YouTube at the moment is not showing people who are even subscribed to channels what the creators are putting out. So you have to, if you're on YouTube and you like somebody, please subscribe to their channel, but also go to the notification bell and click on that notification bell and choose to be notified of every upload and then you will not miss these videos. But otherwise, when you subscribe to a channel, understand YouTube ain't going to show you what that person puts up because they're only showing you stuff that there's getting clicks that makes them money because it's a business now more than anything. So support your YouTubers. The bell, Robin, the bell. Make sure people do the bell. But if you... Go on the channel, you can search on the channel. Just search on my channel, Grocery Hauls, Macros, Full Days of Eating, and it'll give you a real insight onto how it's done. There's and some it's kills honestly on channel, on so easy. So easy. There's some, there's some kills done. And the Street Fighter videos, man, we there's should do something. Stuff you go over, absolutely, man. Yeah. We'd be all over that. We'll do, we'll do it. <laughs> 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 that was no shame. Look after yourself. <laughs>